The following program has been paid for by TD Touchpoints. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KFYI or iHeartMedia. This is the Carol Royce Real Estate Radio Show on News Talk 550 KFYI. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Carol Royce and I am with you every single Sunday afternoon and I am in the studio with Vicki Middlebrook. And Vicki, you head the Carol Royce Team Luxury Division. Right. And you today have brought in one of our favorite guests, Andrew Turley with Phoenix Valuations. And Andrew, welcome. Good to be here. Welcome. Andrew, we're going to talk about that high-end luxury market today because you're an expert in that market and we rely on you and your expertise when we're dealing uh, with our high-end sellers. So what's going on in, say, the luxury market and how would you define the luxury market? What pricing would you say defines the luxury market? So I would say the luxury market is likely defined as anything over like about a million five. I agree. Or about two million is where we're seeing this explosion of demand for yes. the the best designed and well-appointed and newly constructed homes all over the valley. I would say that it's getting harder and harder, Andrew, to find that 1.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Vicki and I are seeing is we're seeing a lot of our production houses mm-hmm. hit that 1.5 number. Our oh, Jeff yeah. Edmonds, mm-hmm. our David Weekly, some of our higher end. Toll Brothers. Toll Brothers, Longford, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. so yes, so we're seeing the same thing. And and what about the areas that most people define as luxury areas in Maricopa County would be Paradise Valley mm-hmm. and that North Scottsdale Quarter. What are you seeing there? So we are seeing a unprecedented level of price increases from year over year change on you know that metric and then also the level of demand but it's it's only for that market where it's a truly a turnkey house so it's new construction or okay. it's it's impeccably remodeled and for the area of Paradise Valley we saw a change positively of price the average price go up 12% last year this is why a lot of the market was kind of finding its footing and Paradise Valley was still going up you know, up and up and up. 12% is a big number. That's a huge number. On that, and that price point of home. Right. Because we're having record sales here in the Valley as a lot of developers and folks from LA mm-hmm. fled that area and came here and people globally around the world are coming here. Yeah. So we've got some really interesting um, ingredients at play in Phoenix Metro relative to luxury. So I've read recently in, an, in a study that showed that our metropolitan area has the number two destination for the entire country for high net worth earners wow. moving into Phoenix Metro. We're right behind Florida. So and what is the reason for that? I firmly believe it's it's pretty nuanced. It's due to the weather's great. Housing is relatively affordable because a lot of these people are moving from Seattle, Portland, Chicago, Denver, Um, Southern California, New York. That data is all baked into the census information. And then also we're a very pro-job economy. We've got relatively low taxes. I I believe we have a frozen income tax that was passed in our state. And then we just don't have a lot of natural disasters. So there's a lot of boxes that that, um, get checked here. And the other interesting thing too is of all the transactions over $2 million, uh, there's about 30 to 40% of those buyers that are paying cash. Oh, we see that. Yes. Yeah. We, see, we see that, Andrew. We deal with a lot of cash today. You know, one one of the things, too, that I find interesting, I, I was doing some research, and, and the, the top two 
countries internationally that relocate to Arizona. China, mm-hmm. believe it or not, wow. amazing, isn't that? And Canada. Now, of course, we know our friends from the north come into our Sun Belt here uh, in Scottsdale Paradise Valley, and, and they buy these beautiful homes as second homes. Yeah, it's, it's really incredible how many international buyers have Phoenix Metro on the map. And I believe we're having that sort of growing up moment where Arizona went from being you know, 15 years ago, kind of, hey, we mm-hmm. were dependent on construction and tourism. And now it's like we got the semiconductor facilities. We've got True. the electric vehicle proving grounds. And we're really having that moment where we're, we're, we're maturing as an economy, both job wise and then mm-hmm. also real estate wise. I was talking to a colleague of mine in New York, and he's really handling a lot of the Manhattan penthouse condo sales between like 20 and like 80 million. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of bragging to me about some of the sales. And I said, you may have higher price points, but let me show you a 30,000 square foot home in, in Silverleaf, North Scottsdale, Arizona. Beautiful area. That you've never seen. And so mm-hmm. we just have a lot of beautiful things in Arizona to offer that really high-end buyer. We do. So, so, so what they can offer in New York is they can offer beautiful views, beautiful be- views of Central Park, of other high-rise buildings. Mm-hmm. We can offer the beautiful McDowell Mountains, the Sonoran right. Desert, Camelback Mountain. I mean, when you talk views here, we really have views. Yes, but the interesting thing, too, is we do have the views, but you drive any of our freeway systems here, and what do you see? Those big concrete buildings going Going up up everywhere. And then you go into some of the suburbs, Mm -hmm. even of Northeast Mesa, and you see these prefab buildings going up everywhere. And all I can think of is that's jobs, Mm -hmm. future jobs. And somebody has to own those buildings that are living in these high expensive luxury homes correct and and i i would say from what the data that i've read in terms of construction and jobs and what's happening in our economy is the last data that i saw is we are number two behind texas in terms of expanding gdp and job growth and every high net worth person who moves here needs a doctor a hairstylist a private school and so it tends to just feed on itself let's just pray that the ingredients that make Arizona destination stay the same relative to taxes, pro business, and all the other we're things that you, we like. We're with you, Andrew. We are. We, we and stand I would, firm with you. I would say our listeners are with you too on that statement here on KFYI. Absolutely do. So you know, Andrew, I've noticed a lot of investor activity and in Arizona. Are you seeing the same thing out there? Yeah. So we are really the proving ground for investor activity. So investors are people who are buying a home that don't have an intent to live in it. it. And the data that we recently reviewed showed that Phoenix Metro is the number one um, metropolitan area in the country for per capita investors. So LA may have more investors than us as a volume, but on how many houses we have and how much investor activity, it's through the roof. It was as high as 30% about 18 months ago. My gosh. Some of those investors have pulled back as things have um, been different as the market's changed, but there's just a lot of folks that are in town that are are building these majestic um, estates for these luxury buyers because so many of these buyers are moving here. I mean, think about the Taiwan Semiconductor Facility. Mm-hmm. How many jobs of international people that are going to be moving into Arizona? Yeah, we have a luxury new home subdivision that's on the market right near that plant. Mm. And that custom home builder said they wanted to be there because they know there's going to yeah. be high paying jobs in that area. So we do see a lot of people planning for what's coming here in the building stages. So, Andrew, how do you see the high-end market? Do you see, so if a home seller 
says, hey, should I put my home on the market now and the home is worth 5 to $10 million? What What would your advice be to them? I would say, obviously, be wise at where you're going to price the home. And you ladies are extremely uh, detailed in that manner. But there's always going to be, at least in my opinion, if the house is a jewel box and it's in a great location, you're going to get a high offer because there's just not enough housing for the amount of people that are trying to move into the state. And you're going to get that aesthetic buyer that walks in that says, I don't have to do anything to this house. I just move right in. They're willing to pay more because there are a lot of buyers that say, I can't take on a remodel. I just want to move in and have that turnkey. Yeah, and that's what Mm -hmm. we see that if the house is truly turnkey, it's flying off the shelves. It is. You know, mm-hmm. it just I agree. is. And so you see that that trend is going to, to, to continue throughout 2024? Or what What are your thoughts on the coming year? I So I read a, a statistic that kind of blew my mind a couple years ago relative to what happened with the whole COVID scenario that we just Oh, yes, we, just, we all lived through it. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Went through. Yes. And it added, post-COVID, it added 18 million new Americans on the move. And Arizona is the number one county, or I say Maricopa County is the number one county for inbound migration for the entire country. And so how many of those buyers are high net worth? Plenty of them. Mm-hmm. So my, my outlook for luxury homes, you know, between one and a half, two million, all the way as high as 30 million, is actually very um, positive. So he is very bullish on that high-end market. Vicki, that makes, should make you feel very good because that's where you specialize. That mm-hmm. is your home playing field. Right. The other thing I'm seeing too, a lot of folks are doing, Andrew, is they're calling us out and they're saying, I want to put my luxury home on the market and I'm going to, I'm willing to buy another luxury home. I'm going to go to a different part of the valley where it might be a little bit more affordable and they're going to pay off a loan that they might have on the current luxury home mm-hmm. and or other debt that they have. Maybe they own another building or something like that. So we're seeing a lot of that. Are you running into that? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of flexibility in the market. People mm-hmm. are saying, look, I've got a bunch of equity on paper. I'm going to cash in and, and kind of change up the other you know aspects of my life. So, I mean, maybe you're in that boat and that's what you're thinking of doing. Reach out to the Caroy's team today. We'd love to help you. 480-776-5231. And you know, Vicki, again, I'm so glad that Andrew came today because you do special and we do specialize at the Carroll Race team into this into this luxury market and we deal with a lot of high net worth individuals and and you know their their standards are high too they didn't get to where they are unless they're trust fund babies but most of them have worked for what they have and when they call us out they expect us to be at the top of the market on top of our game and to know but if we get into a situation where we don't know Andrew you are the very first phone call we make as a matter of fact you're programmed into our phones, right, Vicki? Well, yeah, absolutely. We Many Andrew. times we're sitting at the kitchen table and we're saying, okay, let's yeah. let's call Andrew. Andrew. Um, but the funny thing is, Carol and I will walk in, or before we even walk in as we're pulling up, we'll say, this is an Andrew house. We, <laughs> oh we know when um, we need to call you. And it sounds like we'll be reaching out to you a lot more now that we know that the measurements for appraisers have changed because there's a lot of lost square footage out there. And oh, that yeah. matters to home sellers. Huge, huge amount. So, hey, you have been listening to the Carol Royce Real Estate Show. Vicki and I are here with you every single Sunday afternoon. And today we've had Andrew Turley with Phoenix Valuations. If you'd like to talk to Andrew, you can reach him at 602-410-0206. Or, Vicki, they can always call me. That's right. You can reach out to the Carol Royce team at 480-776-5231. Or go to carolhasthebuyers.com if you're driving in your car. We're going to be right back after this short break.
everybody. This is Carol Rayson. I'm your host here every single Sunday afternoon. I am in the office today. No, th- this is an office. It kind of feels like an office. Right. It's a studio. It's a studio. I'm sorry. With Miss Vicki Middlebrook. And Vicki, I'm going to let you introduce our very special guest, someone that's near and dear to you and, and your home sellers. That's right. Andrew Turley with Phoenix Valuations. He's an amazing real estate appraiser and he's known for doing a lot of the high-end homes here in the valley so it's going to be a real treat to listen to the information you're going to want to tune up turn up your radio the volume right now because there's going to be a lot of great content so with andrew today. welcome to the carol rice real estate radio show Good to be here. Excited to be back. Hey, Andrew. A lot of times as a real estate agent and as a home seller, we get the phone call from an appraiser and we're going, oh, no, not the appraiser. I'm so sorry, Andrew. But many times out there, that's kind of the dread that the agent and the seller have when when they get that phone call. Uh but with you, Andrew, what our approach is on the Carol Royce team, we'd rather do the appraisal up front especially on these high-end homes. Why is that important? So when you get into the high-end, and, I, and I, I'm so grateful to be here just to get into ah. really what impacts mm-hmm. value and how yes. you guys do things yes. differently. Yes. When you get into the high-end luxury market, mm-hmm. it's very nuanced. Yes. The locational value is nuanced. The attributes of the house is nuanced. And there's a lot of things that drive the value. And we love working with you guys because you guys understand that as an appraiser, there's a lot of variables that are going to be driving value. And I feel like more and more high-end home sellers have a lot of information at their disposal, like Zillow and some of these other statistical analysis groups, but it makes for a lot of confusion. And when you guys have us do the appraisal um, up front, it really lays everything out and, and, and gives everybody verified information to work from. Well, here's a case in point, Vicki. Let's just take <clears throat> Scottsdale. Let's just take that Shea Cactus Corridor. Okay. okay? Love that area. Now, I do too. So, Andrew, in that Shea Cactus Corridor, you've got homes that were built in the 1980s, 1985, 1980, 1989. There are some of those homes, Andrew, where they've come in and they've done a remodel, right? Right. They didn't raise the roof. They just did a remodel. And from the photographs, they look gorgeous. Right. They've come in quartz countertops, mm-hmm. beautiful hardwood flooring. New bathrooms. Yeah. Right. And then you've got other houses in that corridor where they have come in and they have scraped the lot and they started from scratch. Architect, architect drew the designs, custom home builder came in and built it to, to the day's specifications of whenever it was built. Is there a difference between the two? That is a great question. And this is a question I love to get into. So we have found that you're talking about two different classes of homes. I agree. We're talking about, from an appraisal perspective, quality of construction. And what that really means is how high are the ceilings? What is the average volume height? How big is the openings for the natural light that penetrates the space? Also known as engineering or a a Scrabble word for you ladies, fenestration. And (laughs) when you get into a different class of home, there's a different threshold of value. So you could have two homes that are similar in what you just described, flooring, countertops, backsplashes. But if the quality is different, meaning it's new construction, it's higher ceilings, it's got a better elevation, different of, of shell detail. When I say shell, I mean like the box of the house. We will usually find there's a delta or a change anywhere between 8 to 12% for the same level of finish and condition. 
if you're just talking the difference in quality. And so for um, for you guys in your audience, and we've talked about this before, I always tell developers, home flippers, people who have really high net worth homes, when you're looking in that really that ultra luxury market, plan on about a 10% difference when you get from one quality of class of home to the next, if everything is similar. That's good because we, we get asked this by a lot of, and I don't want to call them home flippers, but designers and builders and, and, mm-hmm. and that group that go in and they buy these homes and, and they do they do remodel them and they put them back on the market again. And they're always saying to us, hey, Carol, hey, Vicki, yeah. if I do this, this, and this, how much more value will I be adding to that home? So one of the things that I heard from you today, Andrew, that most agents and even owners don't know is that delta, that 8 to 12%. That's going mm-hmm. to be a big number on a 3 to $10 million home. Monster number. Monster yeah. number. Monster number. Mm-hmm. And, and so the reason why that number is so big, and this is just what I've found in my theory of practicing appraisal variance mm-hmm. and, and testing for the market is these are what you would call incurable items. You can't just raise your ceiling <laughs> four feet <laughs> and really like add these wonderful, beautiful sliding pocket doors without honestly like moving out of the house and, and redoing it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you'll see these big variances. And one of the things we started noticing um, really about five to 10 years ago is these homeowners are paying a larger premium to have this higher level of natural light penetrate their space. So very true. And so, Vicki, that's why when we're called out to meet with sellers and, and we can take a look and see the quality of that home, the depth of that remodel, but many times in order for us to get that home sold, because realtors out there, Andrew, they don't know. They they're don't looking know. on their little computer, they're checking Zillow, they're checking the MLS, right. and they're saying to their buyer clients, hey, based on the MLS and Zillow, that house is worth X number of dollars. And Vicki, we know that's not the case. We know that's not the case at all. And so what I'm really learning today is there's a difference with these older style ranch homes with the lower ceilings, the windows are much smaller, not letting as much natural light. And that's what many times they'll compare these homes to. When I see the pictures that they're saying, here's the comps, here's where that house should be priced at. So we really need to compare apples to apples and not apples to oranges. Amen. And you guys have always been sensitive to those Mm -hmm. variances that you'll say, hey, Andrew, I got this house. It's very unique. I've noticed X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're actually having a conversation about what is impacting value. And that's right. what separates you guys from everyone else that I, I honestly deal with in the Valley. You're asking those questions and you're sensitive to those differences. And honestly, those differences add up to getting your, your clients a higher price point. Well, you know, Andrew, the other thing I appreciate about you and your company, again, is Phoenix Valuations. If any of you are listening today and you'd like to talk to Andrew, Phoenix Valuations, 602-410-0206. But one of the other things that you do for our clients many times is, you know, realtors tend to just rely on the good old monsoon tax records, right? We go there, we go, hey, the square footage is 4,258 feet. And they'll just put that in. But one of the things that you do when you come out and do your appraisal for our home sellers is you'll measure that house. And I can't tell you, Vicki, how many times Andrew has found added square footage. It happens all the time. More commonly, builders, they just report the kind of basic 
yeah. square footage, right? Right. And how does that happen, or does the county just over time lose square footage? So that's a <laughs> that's really great. Because if you look at the history of a home sale, you'll see in the MLS it's had like eight different square footages. <laughs> right. Right. And so that could be a function of the the standard that the county is using. They're well, number one, they're I, God bless them. They're working their hearts out. <laughs> the county that. never says that we will be accurate on your square footage. They just say we will collect your taxes. That's right. <laughs> that's the one statement that they make. But there can be differences in square footage because the, the standard is an architect may report the middle stem, whereas the outside edge is actually the ANSI standard that appraisers use. Okay. And so there could be about a five-inch difference or four-inch difference from that aspect. It could also be that the house had a room addition that was not reported right. or that the county did not pick up on. And we found about 33% of the homes in the county are totally wrong on square footage. Here's the cool thing. About 80 to 90% of the time they're wrong. They're usually wrong on the downside. And so when we work with your clients, your clients are more often than not pleasantly surprised, hey, we got a bigger footprint to market and we can likely ask a you know a higher sales price. Like the one today we did for you. Yeah. It was supposed to be around 4,900 square feet. It ended up being 6,300 square feet. That's a feet. big number. That's big huge. difference. And at say 450 or, or 475 a square foot, that is a huge number, huge Andrew. Number. Huge, huge number. number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've, we've found this for quite a bit of time. And um, it could also be for other reasons. Maybe the, the county did not include the basement or the guest quarters exactly. in their in their square footage and overall value, but, but you ladies are sensitive to that, and so are we. So we we just love working together. Or let's say someone's in a Taylor Morrison home and they they did a bonus room. Right. Usually that home builder is only reporting that base floor plan. They're not doing the added right. square footage, the option. And so I find that time and time again, where if they took the option for the third bay garage to be an actual playroom game room, mm-hmm. that's not going to be recorded. Many or times. if they did you know, the bonus game room upstairs where they filled in that high ceiling for the Mm -hmm. formal living. Many times that is also not recorded. Yeah. And and there's one other little tidbit that's driving these square footages up and up and up when we're doing it accurately for your clients with a laser is the standardized formula for understanding square footage was revised about two and a half years ago, where now we include the staircase. So all these two-story homes magically got 100 to 200 (laughs) square feet larger by that standard. So we really need you out on those two stories, too. especially. (laughs) Hey, Lissandra, this has been great. We're going to take a break here in just a little bit. I I want you to come back, though, if you can, because I want to talk about basements. Vicki mentioned the word basement, and we know that uh, that's not at 100% of the value, and it's interesting to see. Mm -hmm. And sellers, you know, they argue with that. And then also there's something out there that if we market a house at 5,000 square feet, an appraiser comes out and it's only 4,500 square feet, that buyer wants a reduction in in the contract price. So there are all kinds of little things that go out there in the world of real estate. Right, Vicki? Right. There absolutely is. And it it matters to get this stuff right because that's value. It's money. It's money. So you are listening to the Carol Reese Real Estate Show. We're here with you every single Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. Remember, your home sold guaranteed or Carol will buy it. Pick up the phone. Give Carol a call today. 480-776-5231. That's 480-776-5231. 231, or you can always go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. We're going to come back after this short break, and we're going to continue talking with Andrew Turley of Phoenix Valuations. And I'll tell you, Vicki, uh, Andrew has helped us so much and helped our sellers so much over the years to correct mis- mis- 
misplaced the square footage and values and uh, it's going to be fun. Come on back. This is Carol Royce, and I am in the studio with Vicki Middlebrook. Vicki, we are so blessed today, and I don't even know how we got this lucky to have Andrew Turley stop by with Phoenix Valuations to spend some time with us at the Carol Royce team. How did we get so lucky? I think we got lucky because we've been seeing him out in the field, and he's been meeting <laughs> with some of our listeners and appraising their homes. And I said, you know what? Why don't you stop by studio today? Because there's a wealth of information we can share with our listeners. That's right, because, you know, uh, Andrew, welcome again. Appraisals are kind of that mystery thing out there. It's like, oh, no, the appraisal. But you know what? Vicki and I use it as a very positive tool. Number one, it helps our sellers really to determine the accurate value of their home. And we use that with the buyer agents. Right, Vicki? Right. Uh, you know, it's a huge win, I think, for the home seller when we can use that tool up front. And it's also a win for the home buyer oh, because sometimes don't. the buyer doesn't understand the value and they're looking at all these different sites, but that gives them certainty mm -hmm. that they know that they feel confident that right. an appraiser came out to the home, looked at it and said, here's the value of the home. It allows the buyer to say, I can safely move forward and make an offer at that price. Right. Because, Andrew, what we say is a seller and a realtor can put any price. They can put a dart board up and <laughs> throw that dart, and wherever it lands, that's the price of our home. Yeah, I think it's so incredibly important that you guys are having us do this more often, especially in the situations where it's mm -hmm. a unique house, yes. a house where you can't oversimplify it on a dollars per square foot metric, which we've talked about dollars per square foot. It's something, you know, we've, we've all had to grapple with, but it's it's not the most precise uh, metric. No. But I would say I think it's so incredibly important to have an appraisal done on the front end because, like we've talked about, it flushes out all of the unknowns that people don't understand going into the negotiation process. And I've always said, why is it in real estate we negotiate a price before we know everything? It's like buying a car before you know the odometer right. or the title. <laughs> I mean, I'm being a little bit dramatic no, there, but you, but you guys are, right. you guys are so right. intelligent yeah. and strategic yeah. about yes. getting that out of the open. So let's make it, let's price this home realtor, talking to the seller, then, then the buyer come in, you make an offer buyer, and then we'll call an appraiser. After all of the negotiation, after the home inspection, after all of this has been gone through, you're so right, Andrew, that seems so backwards to it us. It is the last step, typically. And and Vicki and I, we don't, we, we see it the way you see it. Yeah, you guys let's it know the number up front, Vicki. Yeah, absolutely. But many times when I'm sitting at the kitchen table with one of our listeners, home sellers, they'll say, well, we just had the home appraised last year or we've had several appraisers over the years come into our home and here's what they found and sometimes they'll actually pull out old appraisals but many of them but are they don't realize appraisers. that there's different types of appraisals right. yeah. and so um what do you speak to that so there's there's a little bit of a, of a difference between sometimes how appraisers approach mm -hmm. a bona fide sale when you guys are involved selling a house for high the highest price point versus sometimes what we see with a refinance. Mm -hmm. And in the appraisal uh, logic, we usually find that by the home, by the time the home is for sale and it's been marketed at, at the, the level you guys are marketing the home, that's usually starting to narrow down likely where the opinion of value is going to sit. So from a refinance perspective, sometimes that information is a little bit difficult for appraisers to grapple with. But honestly, like your practice with not all agents are at the same class and level, we would argue not all appraisers actually oh, should I be handling that. homes that they do. I second that too. I second that. You know. Okay, so Andrew, let's talk a little bit 
So if you've got a house sitting in Scottsdale and it's got a view of the McDowell Mountains or it's mm-hmm. in Paradise Valley and you've got a view of the Praying Monk or if it's in Scottsdale and it backs up to the 101, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's a huge difference there. It could be the same quality of home, right? but there is a difference in pricing of that home. Yeah, so there's a heavy difference depending on if we're talking about a positive attribute like you just nailed in terms of it having a privacy aspect or a view corridor. And then there could be a negative attribute, which could be traffic or next to a really loud and busy school. Um, And when from an appraisal perspective, we go through and pull land analysis when we do the appraisals for your clients to really look at what is the difference between a house that has golf course views, lake views, preserve views versus homes that don't. Because when you want to really do good analysis as a, as a market analyst, that's what we do, you, you don't want a house there. Because you're, if you're talking about raw land, you can actually understand that. Mm-hmm. And so depending on the view, you could have a premium as much as between 5 and 15%. Oh, wow. Whether okay. it's a lake, whether it's a golf course, or it's a preserve. Okay. Now, not all golf course views and lake no, views no, are created we, equal, we, we right? Mm-hmm. So it just depends on, on how much of the view corridor you really have. Yeah, because, you know, recently I had a home that back to the Phoenix Mountain Preserve, appraiser came out and said no value whatsoever. And it was an unbelievable mountain view lot where Mm -hmm. it just went straight up and wide. And never anybody going to be behind, never. Never anybody going to ever be built behind you. And I was just kind of ticked off that day and my sellers were crying. The wife was because she said, that's why we bought this house. 30 years ago and for you to tell us that there's no value for our view um and then it we just hear these things out in the field all the time from appraisers well there are good appraisers and there are appraisers that don't know their craft there are great realtors and realtors that don't know their craft so i think it's the same thing so that's why vicky at the carol race team we call andrew turley at phoenix valuations and and we say, Andrew, we need your opinion, your mm-hmm. expert opinion, uh, especially on unique properties or properties with a view or properties that back to power lines or whatever. Right. Uh, but, Andrew, I think it would be valuable if just everybody did the appraisal up front. And I know that's not going to happen, but wouldn't that be a great place to be? Then we know. I think it's great because think about it. It's every American's most often not their biggest investment well, they ever make. Is. And if they're going to engage in the in the purchase process, I would like it to be the most pleasant process where they don't have a surprise at the end. And then I want to tell you one other thing that I think is important to what you just brought up mm-hmm. is you can actually dispute an, a bad appraisal with another credible appraisal. So your clients or the homeowners could actually hire us to, to wow. produce a report. And obviously we'll help you out with a narrative if, if that's something mm-hmm. that would be quicker. But uh, there is some power and there is some due diligence on the, on the side of, of homeowners where they can actually combat that. That's good to know. Uh, on the break, Andrew, we were talking about the attributes of an appraisal. What does that mean in layman's terms? So, so when I say the attributes, there are a bunch of different variances that influence value. And so we were talking about dollars per square foot. The challenge with the dollars per square foot vernacular that we throw around, not, all, not us, but other people throw around casually is it basically oversimplifies all of the attributes that an appraiser will look at. Mm-hmm. And some of those attributes that are the biggest drivers of value that we have to test are square footage, location. We talked about quality of construction, um, um, appointments and finishes. So like what type of flooring, what is the upgraded level of the countertops and the um, appliances? There's also room count bedroom count, 
bathroom count, garage. Is it gated? Is it not gated? What are the views? Is it a one-story home versus a two-story home? Um, and there's just a lot of other attributes that we go through. And we just are firm believers in flush everything out, adjust for all the differences. It's no different than, you know, humans. We're not all created equal. Some of us have long toenails. Some of us have, you know, blonde hair, brown hair, whatever. And so let's not just say, you know, the average human is five foot eight and, you know, whatever. Let's really Ooh, get I would into love to be else. average. I would love <laughs> to be average if it's five, five foot eight. eight. <laughs> so, Andrew, I want to tell you a story. So I was out visiting a seller not long ago, and they had a two-story home with mm. no pool. Beautiful little house, yeah. but two-story, no pool. And I gave him a, what I thought was a fair price, and he said to me, well, the house around the corner sold for much more than what you're saying. Andrew, it was a single-story house. Yeah. It had a beautiful swimming pool, and it backed to a Greenbelt Preserve area. And I said to that seller, we're not comparing like for like. Correct. Uh, you know, most buyers would prefer most a single level and a pool. We have to give credit for a pool and location, critical. Huge. Backing to a preserve and backing to another two-story home, yeah. it's totally different. Is that what you're talking about yeah, now? you nailed attributes? it right on the head. So what an appraisal is, is supposed to be, it's supposed to be a hypothetical scenario where we say, look, we're appraising this house. What are the homes that are likely that that same buyer would have considered if it's a closed sale previous or in the market today, pending sale and listing? Right. And I would argue that, a person who's buying a two-story home is not even looking at a one-story home and vice versa. The one-story buyer is not looking at a two-story because of how people live and going up and down stairs and people have different health concerns, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then, you you know, you overlay that with the, the privacy of what that preserve mm-hmm. view is mm-hmm. worth mm-hmm. and the pool. It's just you've got to really narrow down having like comparisons, and that's what you just nailed, and that's what you guys are sensitive to. That's exactly right, and we are sensitive to that, Vicki. Right, or let's talk basement. What's the value for the basement home? So that's a really great question. So Arizona has a lot of basements in town, mm-hmm. and from a basement perspective, as long as the basement is finished in the similar quality and condition as the the upper level or the at grade level, right. we will usually see the basement has a contributory value of high as 80 to 90% the wow. as the, as the uh, level above. And that's the same for guest quarters. Okay, But there's a lot of confusion with appraisers because they think of the standard, oh, the basement can't be included in the overall above grade calculation. And so some of them just say it doesn't have value. Which oh, it is, does. Is terribly wrong. So be sensitive to That's that. right. Because you have a lot of buyers out there that will say, I want a single level mm-hmm. or a single level with a basement. And then there's some that prefer just to have single level with a base. And that's what they'll say to us. I want a single level with yeah. a basement. So they kind of lump the basement in as a single level. The buyers do. Right. But so. they just know that there's that great opportunity for kids to hang out or to watch you know, their NFL sport package downstairs in the basement and have friends Sounds over. Sounds like fun. I think, I think <laughs> I'll do that, yes. But I did not realize if the finishes are the same. So you just validated, because when I remodeled my home, it has a basement. My designer said, you have to put the hardwood downstairs. And I kept saying, really? I need my hardwood down there? She's like, yes, absolutely. So we did the same flooring downstairs that we did upstairs. That's interesting. So, but that was from a design 
perspective, she wanted the house to, to look. be cohesive, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, hey, we're going to go to a short break here, but you have been listening to the Carol Royce Real Estate Radio Show. We have had a great time with Andrew Turley today with Phoenix Valuations. Uh, you can pick up the phone and call me, 480-797-2724. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back, everybody. This is Carol Royce, and I'm your host here every single Sunday afternoon. And Vicki, every single Sunday afternoon, you're my sidekick. That's right. I'm right here with you in the studio. And that Joshua Collum is out with one of our listeners today, so I wish him every success, and I know that it'll be fruitful, and he'll find them something. He absolutely will. Hey, Vicki, we've got a special guest today with us, Dion Hunt. Hello, Dion. Hello. Thanks for having me. All right. And Dion, what company are you? Improving Life Center. And I knew that. And what is your goal? What is Improving Life Center? Improving lives, both at home and at work, but specializing in work to make sure team cultures are healthy so that employees and staff are enjoying their experience so that leaders are growing and so that they go home more energized and not depleted because of their work experience. Okay, so Vicki, as you know, we have worked side by side with Dion for what, six or seven years, Dion? And one of the things, one of the reasons we brought you in is because we wanted a good culture at the Carol Royce team. Yes. We didn't want it to feel like a job for administrative people. We wanted our customers, our home buyers and home sellers and investors, Vicki, to have a great experience with the Carol Race team. And when that experience is over, we want them to feel I was treated beautifully, and I loved the experience. Right. And the other thing is, so many people reach out to us at the Carroy's team because they know we are a family-owned business. And with that being a family business comes its own, you know, surprises, right? Yeah. There's both joys and challenges anytime you work. And I work with several teams that have family in them, and you're going to have those dynamics. So when everyone's rowing in the same direction, it's fun. You're accomplishing goals. When there's tension and different opinions, sometimes it makes it challenging. But I will say, usually the ones who have the most challenges can be the most rewarding because when you're committed to the process, when you can lay your personal agendas aside and you can say, hey, look, I may not agree here, I may not like this, but this is what we need to do, then it's a win-win situation and you're inevitable going to have some conflict along the way. Well, and again, Dion, one of the reasons that we brought you in too was because we we wanted everybody on the Carol Race team and that means the leadership on the team, that means the agents that meet with our clients and that means our administrative staff. Yes. Not 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 to feel like it's a transaction, right? Correct. We 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 want to get away, Vicky, from that transactional feel. And Vicky, you always say everyone has a story. That's, That's right. every seller, every buyer, everybody on our team. Everybody has a life, Dion, yes. and everybody has a story. One of the things that you've done is you've been able to bring us together as a team. Everybody's working for the same goal. Yes. Everybody wants the same thing, and that is that is a beautiful transaction where everybody is happy and where we exceed expectations. Absolutely, because let's face it, our clients that we're serving – they're stressed out and they need help, right? Sometimes it's a joke that, you know, agents become therapists, they become doctors, they become personal friends because, you know, usually there's a life transition going on and it's stressful, you know, a death in the family or a loss of a job or maybe an elderly parent is not feeling well and they have to move. I mean, 
the list goes on and on, but it creates stress. So the last thing you want to do is go into your doctor's office and, and tell them that you need surgery and they, and you see on their face, like they're stressed out or your nurses, right? <laughs> right? You need somebody that is doing well and they understand that you're stressed out and they aren't freaked out and they're here to serve you. They're here to meet you where you're at, take care of your needs, get you back on track and then get healed up, right? Well, it's the same in real estate. You have families that are coming in stressed and they need people serving them who are ready and in a good mood, bring good energy, are here to serve, you know, that's what we build. So working on your internal culture is twofold. It's one, so that your team can have better experiences and they can go home happier, which makes better families and better life community experiences. But it also is there for your clients so that the less stressed you are as agents, you're gonna show up and bring more energy. You're gonna go the extra mile, which you guys preach a lot, you know, go on the second mile. And then you're going to just be available to serve, plus your admin, if the more excited they are to help and not look at it as a transaction. But we're here, we're here to help families get in a home or get out of a situation. Well, they feel good about what they're doing, and we're all rowing in the same direction. So that's the goal. Do we win every day? No. <laughs> I mean, I've, well, we get close. Absolutely. Yeah, we get close. absolutely. Well, one of the words, Dion, that you used quite a bit was serve. And, Vicki, that is a word that we have put into the vocabulary at the Carroll Race team. We are here to serve. Yes. We, we And we want people on our team, Dion, that have a servant attitude, a servant heart. Yes. Because we, we're put here to serve the seller, to serve the buyer, to, to serve the parties that come into a transaction. And, Vicki, you say it often when you're selling a home it's like it's like you're so excited to put it on the market because that's like when you first find out in most cases that you're pregnant you're very very excited then you've got the long pregnancy and that right. is when will this house sell when will this house sell when will this house sell? then that baby is delivered meaning the contract is ratified and the and they get their money and everything is good again and that's yes. the cutest baby anybody has ever seen so right. you use that analogy a there's lot. a there's a lot of pregnant analogies you can use with selling a home or buying a home. But at the end of the day, you know, we do this radio show each and every week here on 550 KFYI because we want to bring valuable local real estate information to our listeners. We also want to serve our listeners and our clients at a high level. We do. And so by working on our game, by knowing what the real estate market here is doing each and every week, we report those numbers to you. We want to keep you informed so you're ahead of what's going on versus finding out six months later what's happening in our real estate market. We also are students of the game of working on ourselves and working on our team because because without doing that, who knows how we'd show up for you? Yeah, you know? that's right. So, and so that's it's really Dion important has to been us. An important part of the Carol Race team. Yeah, and it's an investment that you take seriously, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to bring me out here from Tennessee to serve here. It's important. Your culture is important to you that you invest in your culture. You, we get feedback from your employees, third-party information that we can bring back the goods, the bads, the ugly, so that the leadership team can see, okay, well, this is what we're doing good, so let's keep doing this. Here's our areas of growth, and let's listen to our people, and let's make adjustments. Well, the fact that they're being heard shows that you care and the fact that you know your history over the last several years not only do you listen you deliver you you do the things that make it better for them 
Therefore, you attract better quality workers. They stay longer. And when you have a good culture, it attracts the right people. It detracts the wrong people. And that's a win-win situation, whether it's an admin, an agent, et cetera. And right now, you guys have a very strong team. I mean, you guys have been here 30-plus years, and you talk about service. You know, there's a big difference in real estate between sales and service. Oh, huge, The last thing you need is a salesman. Nobody wants to be sold anything. We want to be served. And that's what you guys do at a high level. That's what you two specifically have done for many years, and you continue to do it. You're out in the field. You don't just talk it. You don't just preach it. You actually do it. You go the extra mile. It's not just a slogan. It's not something that you talk about and and overpromise and under-deliver. You actually do it, and you've been doing it for 30 years. So why should people work with you? Not because of what you tell them, because of what you've done for 30 years and what you're going to keep doing for a long, long time. Well, that's right. And we really intend to be in business, Vicki, for a long, long time. And I can tell you that if we didn't serve our customers and clients at a high level, we wouldn't be in business. We wouldn't. And we count on so many referrals each and every year. So it's always an honor when our listeners reach out and they say, you know, Carol and Vicki, um, my daughter or my son or my neighbor, my coworker, my parents for that matter, or ourselves want to buy another home or sell a home. And you reach out and you refer us. Many of our listeners, we've never met, but you've referred us so many people. And we thank you for that. And if we didn't serve at a high level, I don't think we would get that repeat client coming back to us or you referring us. Because people want to know that they can count on when they put their name to a referral that we're going to do a good job. Well, that's right. And James T. tells us that all the time. And everybody knows Mr. James T. Harris. Carol, if I'm going to put my name to you, I'm going, I, I want you to honor that. Yes. I want you to honor that and take care of anybody that calls you because I said, call my friend Carol Rice. And so, Dion, we take that at a high level. Yes. We, we really do. And, and everybody on our team, everybody on our team, from, from me the owner of and founder of the Carol Race team to to Brad who runs around town and puts lock boxes and yeah. takes soul signs. Everybody wants to serve our customers and clients at a very high level. And yeah. part of that is thanks to you because you've helped us get on that path, but Dion, you've also helped us stay on that path. You hold us accountable to 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 that. And yeah. thank you. Yeah. Well, I love creating blueprints, but at the end of the day, you have to actually do it. So the real we have to build that house, don't we? (laughs) That's right, or rebuild rebuild that house, or rebuild it. Yes, yes. So you are listening to the Carol Race Real Estate Show. We're here with you every single Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on 550 KFYI. Remember, your home sold, guaranteed, or Carol will buy it. Pick up the phone. She'd love to talk with you. 480-776-5231. That's 480-776-5231. Or you can always go to carolhasthebuyers.com. You know, we love serving our clients at a high level. We do. We do. And we have many clients that we're serving right now. And you know, down the real estate market goes up and goes down it gets it gets wonky out there but here's what people why they hire us because we're consistent we're steady we're loyal we we know what we're doing we give good advice and so we want to thank you for being a guest on the carol rice real estate show today and uh vicky i want to thank you for being in the studio you're my loyal sidekick and (laughs) you know not only are you my sidekick but you run the carol rice team luxury division and and i want to congratulate you on your success there oh thank you and i'm also your 
daughter, so not just a sidekick. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's awesome having Dion in studio today. We love serving our clients at a high level and our listeners. 